Greetings, everyone. I bring you greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and our God, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all here today with us. I greet you in the sanctuary. I greet you on our media services. We're just glad to be together. Welcome Facebook friends, Instagram followers, SoundCloud, and podcasters. Welcome with us today. As we begin our worship services, uh, we begin with prayer and with praise as we set the groundwork for the word of God to come forth and bless us all. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to have another opportunity to give God some praise. How many know that God is mighty and He's worthy of every praise that we can give Him? Lord Jesus. Thank you. 
Oh, we ought to be thanking him today. We just all ought to say, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. to the Old Testament book of Joel. Joel, chapter 2, verses 23 through 27. Joel, chapter 2, verse 23 through 27. And listen now for the word of the Lord. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain. The early and the latter rain is before the threshing floor shall be full of rain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people, God says, my people, shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I, the Lord, am your God and there is no other. And my people, God says, my people shall never again be put to shame. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And won't you pray with and for me now? Oh God, as I come, as I come, consecrate me now. To thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will, my will be lost in thine. Oh, thank you, Lord. Be with me. Cover me. Fill me. And use me. In Jesus' name I pray. Our sermon topic for the morning is Great is God's faithfulness. Great is God's faithfulness. Well, my beloved, today we are going to 
look into this message in the Old Testament out of the book of Joel. And I want you to know straight up that this message is directly addressed to those God calls my people, my children. Now, I think there's a myth going around today that we're all God's children. <laughs> I think there's a myth today that says you don't have to make any commitment to God to be God's child. But that's just not so. That's not so. We join all kinds of other things, and I want you to know that to be called a child of God is a choice we make. God created human beings, but he gives us a choice to receive and accept him as the Lord of our lives. So God is talking especially to those who have made the choice to be initiated into God's house and his kingdom. Oh, initiation. Oh, yeah, that means joining the church. That means being baptized. That means coming to worship. That means hearing the word of God preached. That means studying the Bible. Always some things you have to do to be called a child of God. It is the greatest decision you will ever make in all your life. And so this message is for the people of God yesterday, today, and forever. And we want to understand this powerful word that God has for his people today. Now, if you're not his people right now, I hope you will become his people after you hear this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. God. And so in our lesson, God sends a plague of locusts to discipline his people in Judah. You know what a locust play? A locust play, it can just be as devastating as an invading army. Locusts, big old bugs flying all around. Locusts gather, gather in swarms too great to number. And they fly several feet above the ground. They just seem to darken the sun as they pass over. But when they land, or when they land, they devour, they eat up, they mess up every piece of vegetation, covering and, and destroying everything in their path. This locust plague was a way God was using to get the attention of his people back to him. Oh, you better hear me this morning. And so here's the scoop, here's the story. The people whom God loved so much had to stop living by God's laws. You want to know what's wrong with the world today? It's not enough people living by God's laws. Oh, God's people began to live any way they wanted to. They were materially well off because they were God's people, but they had forgotten the one who was responsible for their blessings. Can I get an amen? They got so excited. They got excited about the things of the world. Just, I mean, excited. And they may come in church and act dead, but when they have a football game, they are alive and well. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. They got excited about the things of the world. 
but they were apathetic and sluggish about responding to the things of God. They, they worshiped the false gods of money and fame, people, and things just like the world. But they had also become nonchalant toward the Lord God Almighty. And God, God was upset. I mean, upset. They say the greatest sin, don't read the Holy Spirit. God was upset with his people. So therefore God commissioned and he, he sent of the prophet the preacher. You know, a preacher, a prophet is a gift from God. Did you know that? Did you know that? Yeah. Some people don't know that. They don't understand that. Ah, he sent the prophet the preacher door to tell them that they needed to change their ways. God told the prophet to tell them that they needed to get serious about their relationship with the supreme God of heaven and of earth. They needed to worship on the Sabbath as they were instructed to do. They needed to live by the commandments of God. They needed to get ready for the Lord's ultimate judgment day. They needed revival and they needed to repent in their hearts and in their land because there must be revival and a change of heart if they hope to stop God's disciplinary actions. Oh, beloved, beloved, this truth is at the heart of Pastor Joel's message. Change must precede forgiveness. And now I know the church has a problem with change. That's why God is having a problem with us. Oh, help me up in here. If we don't change, we need to change our sinful ways. If we insist on doing things our way or the old way, if we insist on doing things the way we want and not God's way, then God has no other recourse than to discipline us. Because that's what a good parent does. You want to grow up and call yourself grown, oh no, in God's sight, you will always be God's child. Help me up and hear somebody. A good parent, you know, will go to any extreme necessary to get their children back in line with the rules of the house when they start acting crazy and going astray. Good parents will lovingly discipline their children. I grew up in the village, just wonderful. Segregated black village was wonderful, filled with love and filled with discipline. Oh, discipline. You've heard it. This is hurting me more than it's hurting you. And so like, so like, so God will discipline us to bring us back to him when we have wandered far away. Oh, you're, oh, oh that, that gets so glory to God. Why? I'm very blessed. Why? Because God loves and the Bible says God chastises those who he loves. So I know he loves me. I don't know about you, but I know he loves me. Because he will get me every time I act up. Yes, he will. Yes. In the letter, in the, in the New Testament, the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 5 through 8, it says it this way. And have you 
quite forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you, his child? God said, my child, don't be angry when the Lord punishes you. Don't be discouraged when he has to show you where you're wrong. Oh, God. For when he punishes you, when he chastises you, the Bible says, it proves that he loves you. You see, when God disciplines us, it proves to us that we are really his child. So, let God train us for he's doing what any loving father does for his children. Whoever heard of a child who was never corrected? You know, some, sometimes in the church, people, you can't tell them nothing. They don't have teachable spirits. I say amen. If God doesn't discipline us when we need it, then it means we are not really God's child at all. It means we, we really don't belong in God's family. Oh, child of God, hear our lesson. We see that God disciplined his children by sending an invasion of locusts on them. Oh, God. And then God sent the prophet preacher Joel to them to call for them to make a change, make a change. And God also sent the prophet to show them the way back to God. Oh, beloved, God will go to any lengths to get his children's minds and hearts, souls, and spirits stayed on him. Somebody say, don't wander away from God. You're talking to yourself, it's good to talk to yourself. And listen, and listen, the first thing the prophet preacher does is to go to all the other preachers and ask the preachers to call the people back to the house of worship. Now, Joel chapter 1, verse 13 says, Mourn, you priests, mourn, you pastors, who serve at the altar of God. Spend your days and nights wearing sackcloth. You know, sackcloth was a hard, sticky material that was worn as a symbol of being sorry before God. Prophets, preachers, you who minister before God, offerings of grain and wine are no longer brought to the Lord's temple. Now, y'all can't do that because I'm just going to close it down. That's what I'm going to do. So declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Listen, baby, listen. Doing this coronavirus pandemic, doing this pandemic, are we crying out to the Lord? Are we asking him to forgive our individual community and national sins? Are we, are we the church crying? Because the church of God needs to be crying out to God like never before. The whole world needs to hear a word from the Lord in times like these. In other words, we need to be having church. When somebody say church, we need to be having church in any platform we can get. Because Jesus, I said Jesus is getting ready to come again. And people in the church think we ready just because we go to church. We ain't ready. Hallelujah. 
Because God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to be in the spirit of the Lord today. Praying. I'm talking about praying. I ain't talking about calling your name. I'm talking about praying. Praying for forgiveness. Praying for the lost. Praying for the hurting. Praying for recovery. Praying for restoration. Praying. Praying that something will happen and people will be healed by the power of God. Praying for freedom. Praying for our children. Praying for wayward fathers. Praying for tired mothers. Praying for families beside our own. And praying for our nation. This sick nation needs to be healed. We need to be focused like we never have before on God. Can I get an amen? amen. And so God sends the locusts in our lives so that our heart will return to him. He's a jealous God. He ain't going to have us looking and talking and joining everything but him. Oh my God. Verse 12 says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Oh, oh, child of God. We need to be having church. Having church by any means necessary today. We need to be having church. Christianity in America has been declining for years. And the most decline has come from denominational churches. Somebody help me up in here. Because we would rather be a Methodist than a Christian. Oh, 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 oh. We got all locked up in the structure. We got all locked up in being seen in God's house. We got all locked up in what we want to do and not what God wants us to do. God is calling for true church. I was in a meeting the other night with a group of people and, and you know, I'm, they call me mother. Everybody call me mother now, but you know what? Sometimes I know they, they hate they do because I played a role the other night. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. One of my children in the car said, Mother, at that meeting the other night, they said you went off on them. I said, well, they call me mother. That's what mothers do. You don't mess with your mama. You don't mess with your mama. Uh, she said, well, they said they needed it. I said, I know they needed it. I'm the mama. Oh, glory to God. Yes. The book of Job keeps calling for church. Church. You walk in some churches, it ain't even a church. The church, we've forgotten what the church is. Yet the book of Job keeps calling for church. Not for committees and ah, for church. He said, blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Bring everybody. Look at everybody. And then pray to God that he will spare us 
and not make his inheritance an object of scorn and other words. Oh, God, restore us so that we can be assigned to the world that we are the children of God. And they will see that we are God's child by the way we act. My mama used to say, you know, whenever you go to somebody else's house, whenever you away from this house, when the word gets back to me, it better represent who you are in this house. It better be good. If you're going to act crazy, you know you better act crazy in the house because we'll love you anyway. But don't go out there calling yourself my child acting crazy. That's just what God is saying. If you're my child, you're so different from the world that the world will know it. They want to be like you. Beloved, in our scripture lesson, we, we see the people of God going through a terrible ordeal put on them by God as punishment for their sinful ways. Do we really think God's just going to let the world go crazy and not do nothing? Do we really? However, the other people now, the ungodly, worldly people, began to talk about God's children. They mocked them, they laughed at them, they rolled their eyes at them, they flaunted their things, their material in front of them, and they talked about God's children. Now, I'll tell you something. Well, now, the unsaved people had just crossed the line. And we can be upset with each other, but don't talk about my children. <laughs> oh, glory to God, they're my children. Uh, you know, we, we can be upset, but, but don't talk about my mama. That mama. So look, look at what God did. So the prophet, the preacher, went before the Lord and said, God, people are talking about your children. The prophets and preachers, um, you know, theologists who study of God, we ought to know something about God's character. And anyway, he's going to be hard on us and anybody else because he called us. But anyway, he said, people, God, people are talking about your children. And then he said, people are talking bad things about your children. They're talking about those who love you. And then they're saying, look at you. Where is your God now? You see, you see, the prophet knew what it was and what it would take to touch God's heart. He knew what it was to get God's undivided attention. Pastor Job knew that like it or even, that God does not like it or even tolerate it. When unsaved people look at you and me and start talking about us, oh, glory to God, help him and hear somebody better listen to. Because when people start talking about us, they may just be talking about what God is doing in our life. And when they do that, God then takes it personally. <laughs> when God is disciplining us, people that attend to their own business and let God's children alone. Somebody say amen. I'm just warning that people be talking about God's children anyway. Because my beloved, God might bring things into our life to just get our attention
God after we'd gotten back on the right track and confessed our yes and cried over the mistakes that we have made before. God is then when God's goodness and God's mercy will flood into our lives. Oh, good God, you know how happy we as humans get when our kids get when they get it. Oh, good God. When, when, when we do those things that please God, things that give God glory. Oh, when we do things that enhance our relationship with God, other people, I'm just going to tell you one more time, other people better leave us alone. I'm just saying. So, when the prophet Joel reported to the Lord unsaved church folk, because it's some unsaved church folk, it's some folk in the church who ain't saved either. Believe me, I know I'm past, I've been with a long time. Unsaved worldly folk and unsaved church folk start talking about God's children after he has disciplined them. And as a result of God's disciplinary actions, God's people had repented for their sins and they had changed their wicked ways. Then, after hearing that report from the past, God's grace and God's mercy just flowed out and flooded the lives of his children. Oh, let me tell you, God was so delighted to hear the glory report from the prophet about the change in the people's ways. Uh, and, and that in chapter 2 verse 19 God says to his children he says I'm sending you grain new wine and all enough to satisfy you fully never again never will I make you you special never will I make you an object of scorn to the nations and then beloved then God speaks one of the greatest promises of hope in all of the Old Testament. All of the Old Testament. God says in verse 25 of chapter 2. I, God says, I will repay you for the years the locals have eaten. No. Hallelujah, glory to God. He says, I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. Ah, won't he do it? Won't he do it? God says, you sin, you receive your punishment. You ask for forgiveness in the house and in the company of the saints of the Lord. And forgiveness is yours, my child. Forgiveness is yours. Oh, glory. Our lesson today is this. God, I said, God, I say all the time, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, the heart of man cannot conceive what God has in store for me and for you and for all those who love him. And so our lesson is God is going to repay you and me for the years that the locusts have eaten. We're we going to be blessed for all those years we cried, Be 
being blessed by God. Blessed for all the sorrow we experience, all the headache, the heartache you felt, for every lonely night you went through. Listen, child of God, for every day you struggle, for the sacrifices you made for your children, you're going to be blessed. Boo, you're going to be blessed. Blessed for all the years that you lost something. Lost something. Blessed for all the time somebody took something from you that didn't belong to them. That something was taken away. That something was stolen. God says, I said, God says. God says. God says, I'm going to give you back your strength. I'm going to give you back your hope. I'm going to give you back your joy. I'm going to give you back your peace. I'm going to heal your body. I'm going to straighten out your mind. I'm going to give you back your children. I'm going to even give you a new dance. And a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God's holy name. Oh, praise God's holy name. Oh. It's in... God's character to discipline his children. And I would rather be disciplined and go to heaven than to not be disciplined and go to hell. God's character is to discipline us, not to kill us. No parents don't do that, they just discipline. Because he wants us to stop when we're sinning. He wants us to change when our attitude ain't right. He wants to bring us back to him because we are his children. And God loves us. His discipline is not meant to destroy. But his discipline is simply to get our attention. Oh, we need God to do some behavior modification today during this pandemic. Because if it hasn't honored us, if it hasn't made those who have not declared to be his child come, if it's not changed those of us who are his child, then I don't know. You know, when you when you get it, when you get it, your parents are glad, but they don't work on you until you do, until you get it. Don't make it hard for God. Don't make it hard. Because when we wander away from Him, when we wander away from Him, we, we, we walk into depression. We walk into anxiety. We walk into, ah, Cray cray, you know, something just ain't right. When we walk away from him, we lose sight of God's faithfulness. Nobody will be as faithful to us as Almighty God. We need to stop expecting from people only what God can do for us. Asking forgiveness from him. 
And don't think that you don't need no forgiveness because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He wants to see us turn away from sin so he can bless us. Bless us. God is faithful to replenish, to reward, and to rejoice. The songwriter says it like this. He says, Great. Great is
give the Lord a hand praise.
about today. Just hear me. Hear me. Hear me. The Lord. Because you his child. Don't be ashamed to say who your daddy is. You God's child. Then take this with you. The Lord. He's blessing you. Right Church, say amen. 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 amen.